Time now for Real Estate with Mariah and Spence on 1430 KYKN. Now, here's their host, Warren Franklin. Welcome to Real Estate with Mariah and Spence. We have another great show lined up today. You are always welcome to call Mariah or Spence at the Vetris Crawford Realty Group to discuss anything about real estate. Their number is 503-507-3666. Let's get the show started today. We're going to talk about answering common real estate questions. Thank you for tuning in and hanging out with us today. We um, have some questions that we've been asked recently. Um, These are all things that are pretty relevant right now in the real estate world. Questions from everyone from home buyers, home sellers, even a couple from other real estate agents, that type of thing. So um, a lot of real estate tips. What's happening in the current market right now? I did just want to give a little market update analysis Mm -hmm. because that happens everywhere I go. People always say, hey, Spence, what's the real estate market doing? And so the the wrong response is saying good and walking away. So I'm going to say it on air. <laughs> um, we, we got a, a nice little market report from statistics from last February versus this February. I really enjoyed reading through it because all the numbers are up across the board besides one thing, inventory. And I keep stressing it on this show. If you do want to sell, if you are for sell by owner, why not reach out to us? Let us give you a free CMA, uh, no charge, and it's just a free service we provide for you to let you know the updated value of your home uh, because you could be missing out on thousands, if not tens of thousands. Uh, just last week, I had a for sale by owner enter a terrible deal and she lost over 120, 130 grand. I don't know how she got entered to mm. it, but she did. She closed on it. She went through with it. It is what it is. Some people, that's the way it goes. So how so, can you lose that much money? Her, there, there was a lot of coincidences. Um, her husband had passed away. She was done with the home. She, you know, but it, there was a lot going on there. Um, she and it just was a higher price it, property yes. too. If it was like a two hundred thousand dollar property, it was a small farm. Y- yeah. So okay. yeah. that's too bad. Yeah, it yeah. was. It was too bad. But that that's a side note. This real estate market is really hot. And what I'm saying is, if you're a seller, these prices have increased dramatically since last February, because on annual rate, the increase was is usually only six to eight percent on a good year. Man, we have jumped all the way up to sixteen percent in some areas. Mm. Um, if we're looking the most common Salem area, Southeast Salem, Marion County, um, the average sales price is about four twenty to four sixty five, depending on your area. Area, just because Marion County is so big. Here in Salem, you're looking to be over 435. So that's three bed, two bath on, on common, two, 1,200 square foot homes. Um, average days on market, I, I get asked about a lot, and that's usually about 70 to 82 days on market. That's from list date to close. Um, and then let's talk about interest rates. They're sitting at just around a 4.45 interest rate. You know, that, what's, am, what's amazing is you're talking about 1,200 square foot homes. Those aren't very big homes no. for that yeah. kind of price. I'm yeah. just, I'm, mm-hmm. I'm, my jaw drops when you're bringing that up. <laughs> yeah, it's it's absolutely an unreal time to be a seller right now. But also as a, being a home buyer, home ownership means a lot to people. Mm-hmm. Um, and look at these property increases just within the last year. I mentioned the percentage rates being that high, 12 to 16% in some areas locally. That's, That's insane. insane and unheard of that's over a hundred thousand dollars in some cases and that's just because you own something and you're not renting it it's mm-hmm. going into your pocket not your landlord's yeah and 
I remember this time last year talking about how home prices over the past year previously had appreciated at a faster rate, like more than they ever had in history. And now it's like crazy that it's like, again, that much more appreciation. It's mind-blowing. I heard someplace that we are short something like 6 million homes, 6.5 million homes in the United States in terms of homes that need to be built. Mm-hmm. I believe that, that, that might have been Bill O'Reilly talking about. Mm. I think. Yeah, it's it's a big problem throughout the country um, and even locally here. I see a lot of tenant occupied spaces being built, but I'm seeing less and less new construction homes, and um, that could just be because of cost of material. It could be because of space. I you know I really haven't done too much due diligence. I haven't um, worked with many contractors over the last few years, mm. but. Um, we need more inventory. We're down to about a month and a half of inventory, and that's not a lot. Um, I can go through and, and share a list of probably 15 homes at max for most of my clients in a specific price range that they're wanting to be in under $450,000, which that sounds pretty it's crazy. Unbelievable that yeah. I'm even saying. So Yeah. Um, before we get into the questions, do you have a little update on the love letter situation from yeah. uh, since the last time we talked about that? Yeah, so it's it's uh, mm-hmm. far up in the courts right now. Mm-hmm. Oregon, we passed the bill saying no more love letters, no more love letters. It's um Which is... it's discriminatory. We can't uh Right, love letters because of racism um, of of some sorts, and you know if sp- some people can believe in that, some I, I personally don't follow with that. I believe it's against our, our rights, my rights, um, freedom of speech, um, and if I'm a seller, I'm never looking into. Um, the race, the color, I think we've moved on right. as a nation, hopefully, and uh, as as a community uh, to look past that. I, the, I don't believe in that should seller, even be relevant anymore. The seller can just look up their name anyway if they really wanted to discriminate. Their name is on the contract, and so that's what it really doesn't even... Exactly. And us as realtors, we have an ethical duty yeah. to, to obtain working with our clients, seller and buyer. Um, and if we have wind of that ethically, I'm not going to be involved with that. And I'm going to say, I'm going to have to stop here. Our contract, we're going to have to eliminate this and terminate. And I'm sorry, but we're going to have mm. to part ways. Right. Of course. So, so is it still not allowed in it's Oregon? It's still not allowed in changed? Oregon. Okay. Nothing's changed currently. Okay. Um, it's, it's federal, so you don't want to create a federal offense here. Um, and that's that's really where we're at. I think it will be reversed um, here in the next few months and it'll go back to normal. But who knows with with this government system? We'll it, you never know yeah, what's going to happen. Really, I don't know what. So did you use love it. letters much earlier? I, I, I've written them. Uh, I haven't written them. I've sent them in with, mm-hmm. our, with our offers. Um, some clients choose to use them. Some clients don't. It's usually that first time home buyer situation. Um, just wanting to paint that picture. And when it's in a competitive market like we've been in over, what, the last five years, mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, it, it everything you can do helps. You know, all the way from a letter, all the way to the lender that you're pre-approved with calling the listing agent and giving, hey, this is my client. This is what they're pre-approved for. The little things matter in every contract, and that's what the good realtors do. They have a task list, and we go for it, and we try and get you under contract the best way possible that works for you. And as a home seller, I just think it kind of gives a good peace of mind to know, like, it's just nice knowing who's going to be living in your home next and what family you're passing it on to. Right. But, yeah. I'll tell you what, let's take a quick break. Then we'll get into answering common real estate questions <laughs> coming up here. Uh want to remind you, you can always get in touch with Ryan Spence at the Vetris Crawford Realty Group by calling 503-507-3666. We'll be back in just a few moments. 
Welcome back to Real Estate with Mariah and Spence on 1430 KYKN. Here's their host, Warren Franklin. We're back with Mariah and Spence with the Vetris Crawford Realty Group. You can contact them at 503-507-3666. And now we're going to turn to answering common real estate questions. Okay, so um, our list of questions we've been asked recently. I'm a home buyer in the middle of a real estate transaction. I have an accepted offer on a home and just had my inspection. A few things came up on the inspection report that I'm not happy with moving forward. What are my options at this point as far as a repair addendum goes, like asking the seller to do repairs? Um, what what can we do to negotiate, I guess, or what things and, have And we this seen? is a buyer asking This is that? a home buyer, yes. Well, there's there's a couple questions I might have, and that is, do you have representation, for one, being a buyer? Yes. Um, are you just working with a sell by owner, or did you send in an offer? Are you going to work with a lawyer? There's a couple things I have, but let's say this is a regular real estate transaction. You have buyer's representation with a buyer's agent. That's why they're part of this process. That's a big part of you just having them on your team. And it's absolutely free to you being a buyer because they get paid out of the sales commission. Once the home closes, they get paid a paycheck through the seller, not you. Well, we could do a few things. We can gather quotes first before we send in any repair addendum, which is my number one go-to option. Whether you have the seller do that or you do that, that's the point of your inspection period. Usually it's 12 business days on contract. It's automatically filled in at 10 I like 12 just because it gives me, um, these are business days, it gives me about two and a half weeks to perform all of this. Um, That's just kind of the magic number because we have weekends. Um, I'm gathering as many quotes as I can with hired professional contractors. The hardest part with this process right now, everybody's so overbooked. They're so overworked and then getting them out to the house, sometimes they just can't within that time frame. So we might need to send in an addendum saying, hey, I need more time to do due diligence on these items due to the inspection report. Um, if the seller asks for this inspection report, hand it to them. Why not? Give If it comes back as bad as it, it seems, hand it to them because then they're going to understand rather you're asking for everything. You're only asking for the big items to cover this. And then it eases their mind saying, okay, they're just not like, gimme, gimme, gimme's. They're actually going to do the right thing and make these repairs for you. And that just helps you within that negotiation process. But once you have quotes, see what you're comfortable, what can you live without? What can't you live without? What's important to you? Put it on paper in the repair addendum that your hired real estate professional writes up for you and get it over to the seller. The big part in the inspection period, I would say that kills deals is the timeframes. Um, being proactive, getting the contractors in, getting them out, and then negotiating the repairs on that behalf. Because a lot of people like working in the dark, and that means they're just gonna do a price reduction or assume yeah. this is the repair cost, and then you move in a month later, man, those repairs skyrocketed because you thought you yeah. knew the actual cost, but you really didn't. Yeah, but sometimes it is the, you know, sometimes it does work out where that is yeah. the best route for you as mm-hmm. a buyer is to just lower the sale price by a certain amount to contribute to the repairs or have the seller cover some of your closing costs or, yeah. you know, money-wise, however you negotiate that. I would say in this market, that's what I'm seeing most of, the seller covering closing costs or reducing the sales price on the homes. Because like I said, contractors, it's just been a nightmare to work with a lot of them within the escrow process yeah. because they're so overbooked and so far out. 
Um, and if we have four different projects going on, it's just unrealistic to meet that closing date. Oh yeah. Getting it done before closing definitely, um, definitely can be a problem there. Mm -hmm. Um, okay. So are we seeing offers getting accepted right now where we ask the seller to pay for buyers closing costs or is that completely unrealistic in this market? Do you I want know, to go first on it? Sure. I mean, I I know I have a couple. Um, I have one on, in particular under contract right now, and the buyers are getting their closing costs paid for. I think it totally depends on the property. Now, let me ask you this, though. Yeah. Was the closing cost included with the offer, or did that become introduced during the inspection period? Uh, it it was introduced with the offer actually. Okay. Okay. Yeah. So it was sent in already with the offer. Yes. Okay. Yes. I've had a couple recently that are like that, and but they are also these haven't been properties that are how do I put it like the properties that everyone is just going to jump on. There are mm -hmm. definitely properties that have some unique things about them mm -hmm. that have made them a little bit less desirable to a lot of buyers, mm -hmm. and so I think that if it was one of those like you know turnkey you know, easy listings that everyone wants to make an offer on, then I think the situation would have been different. Okay. So that's kind of what I'm seeing is if it's a unique property, then you have a shot. And here's the reason maybe your seller, was it your seller? My buyer. Okay. Yeah. But the seller was willing to uh -huh. accept that offer and it's because they understood and maybe were told this by their seller's agent yeah. as, hey, this is a unique property. It's, it's a harder sale. We're already on market for over, you know, the average days it takes to get an accepted offer. This could right. be the best you get. Right. Um, so take that into consideration. Every property is different. But in another stance that I've been having with my clients is what can we do to A, get you under contract? And then let's work through the extra additional costs, maybe during the inspection period. Um, I'm not writing offers saying that hey, you're going to get your closing costs paid for with the repair addendum. By all means, that, that's just kind of wrong. Um, but just understand we can negotiate you to save money during that inspection period if you're the buyer. Right. And a lot of buyers right now do need closing costs paid for, especially those FHA loans that we've been dealing with. They just don't have the closing costs. They have the 3.5% down and that's it. The cool part is there's a lot of new loan programs, zero down programs, and that gets rid of your ability to not pay closing costs. We just have to ballpark and find you the right home in that right price frame. Um, that's not getting five, 10 offers in three days. Right, which That's can be tricky, but if you're willing to be seeing. flexible, then it's you, you know it's doable for sure. Right. Um, do you get your earnest money back if you can't get a mortgage? So the earnest money, if you're not familiar with the term, is basically it's just the money. Um, it, it, it sits in the title company until we close, and it goes toward the cost of the home when we do close. It's basically just to show that you're serious about the home. So a lot of people confuse it with the down payment a lot of times, but it's not. It's separate from that. Picture it this way. You go to a coffee stand. You forget your wallet. They already made your coffee. You have a dollar sitting in your holder, and your coffee doesn't actually cost a dollar. Say hey, will you take this dollar? I'll come back and pay the rest when I have my wallet. You're putting a down payment earnest saying, yeah. hey, you're going to come back. You're earnest. You're wanting this. And you'll come back and, and finish paying later on. Um, that That's a good analogy I like to use. Yeah. And so, yes, if, if you have to back out of the transaction because you cannot get a mortgage and it's not your fault, then you would keep your earnest money in that case. Mm -hmm. Thoughts on the argument that buying a house is a liability? I love this mm -hmm. because there's so many people that have like mixed emotions about it. It's 
I wouldn't say it's 50-50 by all means, but there's some people that just, they rent their whole lives and they're fine with that. And there's nothing wrong with wanting to rent. My grandpa, he's never owned a home uh, property in his life. They've always rented. I have a lot of aunts, uncles like that. Um, And that's totally fine. And that's that's how it is. But liability purposes, I, I don't consider a home to be a liability. Um, people, are we talking liabilities as in like debts? Well, talking liability, I think what the, what the asker was meaning is like the thought of, well, it's not worth it in the long run because you're always going to be putting money into your house and you'll need a new roof soon. And then the water heater goes out and like that type of thing. Yeah. So the costs that come with a home Mm -hmm, as as being a liability. Uh Okay. Uh Well, you just heard it in the beginning of the show. Look at this market appreciation we've just had in one year. Let's add that over the last five years. Say you've owned a home for five years. I mean, most sellers are automatically making over a hundred grand if they bought over the last year and a half, two years. That's insane. I, I don't think a roof, I don't think the siding, I don't think the windows costed near a hundred grand. So you're still taking home money and it's not a liability, it's an asset. And that's where the term asset becomes valuable for home ownership. And that's why people crave that. They're sick of being tied to the rent, tied to the landlord. They're not creating wealth, they're just giving wealth. And that's why it's very important to understand markets and why maybe it is a good time to buy. And it could be right now for you. And there's reasons behind that. And we can talk about that more in depth one-on-one if you got questions. Right. I agree. I think that seeing um, all of the clients we've worked with, all the home sellers we've worked with and how much more their homes are selling for and how much they're making from it. And they bought their homes in the you know 80s, 90s, early oh 2000s, gosh. even a couple years ago now. And the equity just speaks for itself. It's definitely I, worth uh, it. My jaw drops every time I look at what my house is worth. <laughs> I mean, it's just incredible. It's a good feeling. <laughs> well, yeah, it seems like it's gone up it's, so much, the value. It, it just tells you inflation <laughs> is out of control well, mm-hmm. is what, all too. it tells you. It's, uh, it's a way of at least trying to keep up with it all. Mm-hmm. That's for sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Hey, you're listening to Real Estate with Mariah and Spence with the Vetris Crawford Realty Group. You can contact them at 503-507-3666. When we come back, more on answering common real estate questions. Welcome back to Real Estate with Mariah and Spence on 1430 KYKN. Here's their host, Warren Franklin. We're back with Mariah and Spence with the Vetris Crawford Realty Group. You can call them at 503-507-3666. And we're going to continue answering common real estate questions. What is the hardest thing about working in real estate? I, I think with that question um, that we were asked, I don't know, I, the way that I would answer it is I think that it definitely, my response would change based off of like where you're at in the business. Like yeah. what the hardest thing was when you're first getting started is a lot, it isn't the hardest thing anymore. Um, thankfully, which it was, you know, getting business is, it's really difficult getting started, but now that's not the case. I mean, I don't like having to give anyone bad news. That'd probably be my like, least favorite thing i guess it's not like hard but i don't know yeah i would say for for where i'm at though kind of personally maybe is the motivation aspect to to like not be content with what you currently have but to always like go out and get more and more and more and more that type of thing um because it's really easy if you got deals going but when you don't have deals going you're like uh what do i do and it's like rebuilding your business all over again and that could be really devastating to some. Some people can work through that because maybe they've been stockpiling cash and 
I always just say, I really always want to have cash flow. It's fun for me to just always have something in the bank, always have something in the escrow. And I'll say it on, on our goals are always to have four to six escrows, you know, at all times. That's, that's my thing. My low number is always four and we, we keep going with that. So if there's not, I'm not doing my job right. Um, but I would say that motivation factor to just mm. keep going, keep pursuing, um, because if referrals aren't coming in, which we value so high for everybody out there listening, your referral means yeah. seriously the world to us. Um, it's, it's one of those things that, it's who, who do you go to when your car breaks down? You refer them to an auto body shop. It's the same thing in real estate. And uh, we can't say thank you enough for everybody that recommends Mariah or myself uh, to represent them on either side of the transaction, whether you're a buyer or seller. Thank you. That's true. Yes. Thank you so much. We love that. What do neighborhood HOAs do? Keep your property value higher, I'd say. Yeah. Um, you it know, depends on the neighborhood. <laughs> I mean... I think a neighborhood HOA versus like a condominium or a townhome neighborhood yeah. HOA is going to be a lot different. Yeah. Um, we don't really have time to like go all into that. But yeah, I would agree with you making sure that things are in check. And yeah, I, I would say it's like a protection. It's an insurance for the homeowner exteriorly. And it keeps your community, your street more clean. And there's also rules to follow for a reason, though, with an HOA. Uh, for instance, there's some neighborhoods, not a condominium, not a townhouse neighborhood, but neighborhoods that say, hey, either you have a side port, RV port, or it's a covered area, or else you can't park your RV outside. Because who wants an mm-hmm. RV sitting on the side of the curb being lived in, possibly? And it just looks... I don't want to discriminate anybody, but it sometimes just isn't okay with everybody. And so it's that respect factor that, that we have going on. Yeah. We had that happen in our neighborhood. Yeah. It's Mm. just not fun for Mm. other homeowners around you. We always want to respect each other and our neighbors. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um, why is right now a good time to sell a house? I mean, we've talked about it so much already in just this episode, but equity, I mean, your whole, right now is such an equity rich market mm-hmm. and it's a great time to sell because of that. I mean, that's one of the reasons. One of the reasons, yeah. especially. And we were kind of talking about it on break though. Why wouldn't you sell maybe across state? Say you're out of state, you live mm-hmm. in another state that has higher equities. You sell that off. Look at all the cash that you just brought to the bank, all the coin you've collected over home ownership. And that's why it's valuable to be a homeowner. And let's dump it in another market that's maybe lesser than yours currently. Because guess what? You're probably working from home. You're retired, something to that effect. It's only benefiting you and wealth for your future generations and yourself. A lot of people mm-hmm. from California did that coming up here to Oregon. Yep. Yep. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. Well, before we end, where can viewers um, or listeners find us online? They can head to our YouTube channel, Real Estate with Mariah and Spence, and listen to previous episodes there or wherever you listen to podcasts at or the KYKN website. And if you live in or anywhere around Salem and you want to know what your home is worth right now and how much equity you do have, um, Warren's going to give us uh, give you your, our information in just a minute. We'd love to talk with you. Absolutely. In fact, that number is 503-507-3666. And uh, you're available most all the time to answer questions and help out. Well, that's it for this week. Thank you for listening to Mariah and Spence on 1430 KYKN. Join us next Saturday at 930 a.m. for Real Estate with Mariah and Spence. You can contact Mariah and Spence at the Veterans Crawford Realty Group. Again, that number, 503-507-3666. That's 503-507-3666.
You've been listening to Real Estate with Mariah and Spence right here on 1430 KYKN. Salem is listening.